0: Well, the wilderness, the desert, a dry and parched place. Most of us wouldn't choose to spend much time there. Um, I've spent some time in the Namib Desert um, on the west coast of Africa. And there's a certain beauty to the desert. Uh, they are the most incredible flowers that look like they're sculpted out of sand and blend in uh, to their surroundings. Um, there's the odd sand snake, not that exciting. Um, and there's clear skies of night, which um, maybe we get a little glimpse of now in London with no planes flying overhead. Um, and then there's the beautifully sculpted sand dunes. And I have um, bodyboarded uh, down those sand dunes, which is exhilarating when you get to the bottom, Bottom once you've recovered from climbing up the sand dune, which feels like you're trudging through treacle and getting nowhere, uh, gets your cardio going though. Um, and then you've got all the hair out of your mouth and your eyes and your hair at the uh, bottom. So, um, but, but good fun. And then I've also spent time in the wilderness in the desert in Israel, a very different terrain, very stony, uh, maybe the odd tree here and there and a goat. And there is also then the wilderness of our spiritual lives. The place where we are struggling, where life is painful, we feel broken, there's uncertainties and difficulties we don't know how we're going to get through, and it sometimes feel at like the times we most need God, he's just not there. And we find ourselves in that dry and desolate place in our faith. The Lord is absent. We don't think he'll ever hear our prayers We get nothing from reading the scriptures or our quiet times. We find it difficult to pray. And actually at those points of time, it often feels easier just to dump it all. And yet these are the times as we persevere, we find that our faith is strengthened. Our relationship with Jesus is deepened and our dependence becomes greater. And once we know uh, what it's like to have our dependence of God, We find it's much easier, not that very often when we get out of the hard times. But that's the place where he can call us into a new direction. It's the place where he shapes us and forms us and molds us and directs us. We think about Moses um, as he was walking and he walked 11 miles further that day. And the abiding presence of God met him in that desolate place in a burning bush and called him into a calling that he couldn't ever have imagined doing. Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit into the desert place to be tempted, a crucial part of his calling that set him on the path for his ministry and ultimately to the cross to be our Savior. Good things happen in the desert, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time. I love to read about the desert fathers and mothers. Uh, There's such wisdom in what they come out with. And I'm I'm really quite envious of their wisdom sometimes and less envious of what they have to do to get through, to gain the wisdom. But basically, they choose to remove themselves from everyday life, take themselves off into the desert with basically nothing, live in a cave. And uh, they in a place where everything is stripped away, all the distractions of life, all the things that they want, material things. Um, there, they start to develop in prayer, in a deeper understanding of God. He reveals himself in amazing ways in their life. And they start to develop the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and really, really live out the faith. And it's in that dependency and wisdom that they share with us, and they give us so much more. Over the years, I've come to appreciate, uh, definitely not enjoy, but appreciate uh, the times in the wilderness. It becomes for me, another building block for the next time life is tough. And it does get tough again, unfortunately. And whilst those times may not be easier, in some ways ways they might be more difficult because the circumstances might be worse. But for me, each building block builds up a sure and certain hope that he will get me through. And there's nothing so sweet as coming out of that desert place, knowing his presence and was there, knowing that he held me through those times and that he didn't forsake me. So much of our faith and, in fact, life can be built on experience and how we feel. And when we don't feel God is there, we don't feel happy or when the normal things aren't happening that tell us that God is there, we're kind of lost. And we find it difficult to trust and have hope. I was on a call with Bishop Sarah this week and she pointed out hope is not optimism, optimism. I think we feel sometimes we have to be optimistic. And yes, we've got hope and we've got to be positive. Hope is something deeper than that. It's trusting for something better when there's no evidence there that it could be like that. Trusting God is true to his promise that he is who he says he is, that he is who he has been all the ages, even when life doesn't appear to look like it. When I was in Israel, on um, an hour in the wilderness, on our own with God. And if you ask me about the highlight of that trip, among so many amazing things that I could relay, I will say it was that time with the Lord in the desert. I was in a painful place. I'd lost my dad the week before. I'd flown to South Africa, had the funeral, got on a plane, connected to Israel. I was exhausted um, I was broken I was lost and I was fatherless and I don't think any time in my life has been quite that difficult and I was sitting on a rock and noticed uh, my shadow and my shadow was dark and defined and as I was looking at my shadow there, there should be a picture that comes up that how was how I felt how life was And as I lamented and cried out to the Lord in anger out of my pain that he'd taken my dad and that I was so lost, I felt the Lord say to me, lift up your eyes. And as I lifted up my eyes, there was light everywhere else. The vastness of the desert, so many options of which path to take and where to go. There were no shadows that I could see from where I was seated on my rock. But you see, when I was consumed by myself and focused on myself and in my place of brokenness, I had no sight of hope. I had no sight of light, and I had no sight of what was possible. Look up. And there were so many possibilities. Maybe the path wasn't easy um, that was out there but it was possible and totally consumed by my environment at that time. I was, you know, the smells, the sounds, the visual impact of what I was looking at. I felt the presence of the Lord and I heard like a bubbling brook, the flow of water, an oasis in the desert. And as I looked around, um, behind me, there was a modern oasis You see, even in the desert, you never miss the opportunity for a sail. But that wasn't a sound because he was fast asleep. Um, And I continued uh, to look across the horizon. And as I perused the horizon, there hidden in the side of the hill, as part of the stony terrain, there was a monastery. In that desolate place, there was a place to rest your head, a place of life. There was water bubbling. There was growth of trees. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. In the wilderness, we find refreshment and we're able to receive life. And as I receive that from the Lord in the desolate place, Hope rose in me, a security that all would be well, even though I didn't know what that looked like. And there was also a lesson from the Lord. If I focus only on my circumstances, then I get dragged into the shadows and the darkness. But if I lift up my eyes, I see all that God has and he can quench my thirst and restore my hope. We get drawn into the wilderness, and there the Lord can help us gain perspective. Lift up your eyes. With everything that we put our security in, the modern idols of our time, uh, maybe success, busyness, consumerism, entertainment, screen time, you can listen them. you'll know what they are in your lives. It's all about the distractions that turn us away from what the Lord has for us and gives, uh, get, takes over the priorities of our time that distracts us from what the Lord is saying to us and doing in our lives or in our defeat when our prayers aren't answered immediately or they're not answered in a way we would like. It is there in that wilderness place that God invites you back. And as it says in Hosea In that day, declares the Lord, you will be my husband. You will no longer be called my master. It's a very, very different relationship. It's so much deeper. It's back to our first love for Jesus. It's back to a place where he can protect us, where he can comfort us, affirm us, where we can know who we are in him. And also where he can teach us and direct us and show us more of who he is. It's the place where he whispers love into our ears. The place where we find strength to persevere and overcome because we depend on him. So as you lift your eyes, declare those things that the Lord says are true. The Bible is full of them. Wherever you open it, um, just declare what God says is true. Don't be fed the lies by the enemy. And even when you feel nothing, faith is not a feeling, it's an action. So when you feel nothing, declare his goodness. Declare that he loves you. Declare that he has a plan and purpose for your life. Keep praying even if you feel no one's listening. Play worship music, keep coming to church. And like climbing the sand dune, that feels like you're trudging through treacle and not getting anywhere. You just do what you know to do. You put one foot in front of the other and you keep going and God will bring you out of the wilderness in a sweeter and more beautiful place deepened in his love and in your faith. I'm going to end with a passage in Hosea, but I'm going to change the words slightly and pray it over each of you. Therefore, I am now going to allure you, fascinate you and tempt you with my love. I'm going to lead you into the wilderness and speak to you tenderly. And there in that place, I will give back to you beautiful things and I will make the valley of heartbreak, the pain and the struggle a door of hope. There, You will respond as you did in the days of your youth, in that freedom, in that impulsiveness, in that delight. In that time, I set you free. And in that day, he declares to you, you will be called my husband, the husband of the bridegroom who is Christ. And you'll know me on a deeper level And relate to me out of love and not obedience. Amen.